بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته الحمد لله ثم الحمد لله We begin by praising and expressing our gratitude unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for gathering us once again on the day of gathering, the day of Al-Jumu'ah, the best day of the week, which is also the Eid of the Muslims. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. And we hope and we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gathers us upon goodness and upon His forgiveness and that we leave this gathering as better Muslims that has, that has learned something of the deen and that we make the intention that we are going to act upon whatever we learn bi-idhnillahi ta'ala. We send our peace and blessings upon the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam who is our messenger, our prophet, our imam, our leader and of course our role model. And undoubtedly he is the best of role models as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he tells us in the Qur'an لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنَةٌ لِمَنْ كَانَ يَرْجُ اللَّهَ وَالْيَوْمَ الْآخِرِ وَذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا That indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, do you have the best of examples? Do you have the perfect role model, the perfect example? For those who desire Allah and the year after, and for those who remember Allah much, and if these are the characteristics of the people who will truly take the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as their role model, as the perfect example that they try to emulate. And indeed, in emulating the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and in following the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, will we achieve the forgiveness and the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa taala? For Allah azza wa jalla, He says. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَّحِيمٌ In Surah Ali Imran, Allah Azza wa Jal says, Say to them, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that if you truly love Allah, then follow me. And this is a very, very powerful verse. This ayah is extremely powerful if we truly reflect over it. In fact, Al-Hasan al-Basri rahimahullah, one of the great imams of the Tabi'een. When this verse was revealed, he said that there were people who claimed that they loved Allah. There were people who claimed that they believed and they loved Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And of course for us, which of us would not claim that we don't love Allah? We would all make this claim. There is no Muslim that cannot say that he does not love Allah. Every single Muslim will say that he loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so Hassan al-Basri says, Allah then revealed this verse to test their claims. To see how sincere and how true their claims are. And so what did Allah say? Say to them, if you really love Allah, if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Which means a sign of loving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to follow the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To follow the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is a sign that we truly love Allah. 
This is what the ayah means. Allah. If you can do this, if you can prove your love, which is to follow the sunnah, which is to hold firm to the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which is to emulate him in every possible way. So we try to follow the sunnah in every way. And what does this mean? The scholars of hadith defined the word sunnah. And they said, what does the sunnah mean? What is the sunnah? Sunnah is, كُلُّ مَا يُضَافُ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ مِنْ قَوْلٍ أَوْ فِعْلٍ أَوْ تَقْرِيرٍ They said, whatever has been attributed to the Prophet ﷺ, from his speech, from his actions, or from his tacit approvals, and some of them added, as well as his akhlaq, his khuluq, as well as his mannerisms, the way that he acted and inter- that he interacted with others, this is also part of the sunnah. This is what it means to follow the sunnah. It means to obey him and to follow him in his speech. Whatever he told us to do, whatever he instructed us to do, we should do it. The way that he spoke, the way that he worshipped Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with his tongue, we should worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in a similar manner. So for example, when we make salah, we recite what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa recited. We don't make salah in our own way with our own formula. We start with the takbiratul ihram. We have an opening supplication. We say, A'udhu billahi min shaitanir rajeem. We recite the Fatiha. We recite another surah. We say, Allahu Akbar. It is a set formula. Why? This is how the Prophet sallallahu did it. There's no other way to make salah except the way that he taught us to make salah. And every action that has been attributed to him. Similarly, the salah. Our ruku' is before the sujood. Why can't we make sujood first, then ruku'? Because that's not how the Prophet ﷺ did it. That's why. This is how he did it. This is how he made salah. Likewise, if we make hajj, if we fast Ramadan, how do we fast? We need to study the sunnah, learn how to fast, and then we fast in a similar manner. When we make hajj, how did the Prophet ﷺ make hajj? And we make hajj in the exact same manner. Umrah, why do we make tawaf and then sa'i? Why first the tawaf, then the sa'i? Why can't I first make sa'i? Let's say I come to the haram, the haram is full, the tawaf is full. I say, you know what, I'm going to make my sa'i first, and later I'll come make tawaf. I'm still doing the acts of worship. Is this an accepted umrah? This is not the way umrah is supposed to be done. Why? That's not how the Prophet ﷺ did it. We have the perfect role model, the perfect example, the one that must be followed. To follow him is not optional. To follow the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is fard, is fard in a general sense. Which means, at times there are certain things which if we didn't do it, the ruling is that it is not compulsory. But every Muslim 
must follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. It's impossible to be a Muslim and not follow the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And this is why we the statement asmanita sunnah that has become apparent. Oh, it's just a sunnah, and we sort sort of belittle the sunnah is a very very dangerous statement. That the sunnah actually has a high high status in Islam. It has a high status in Islam, and in a general sense, the sunnah is compulsory to be followed. The sunnah is compulsory to be followed. Why are we doing the khutbah before the salah? Because the Prophet ﷺ did it that way. Because he did it that way. And on Eid, what do we do on Eid? The opposite. On Eid, we have the salah, then the khutbah. Why? Because the Prophet ﷺ did it that way. This is the set rule. Allah has told us in him is the perfect example. And Allah has told us in the second verse we quoted, that whoever claims to love Allah, must follow the Prophet ﷺ. Because following him is a sign that you love Allah. As Hassan al-Basri said, people were making claims. We all love Allah. We are Muslims. We believers. We love our Lord. And so Allah said, if you truly love Allah, then say to them, O Muhammad ﷺ, follow me. A sign that you love Allah. A sign. And take this, ayyuh al-ahibbah, Oh, my beloved brothers and sisters, take this as a, how do they say, litmus test. If you want to judge yourself, and yeah, we're not here to judge each other, rather judge yourself. Introspect. Ask yourself the question, am I being a true Muslim? Am I ready to meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Am I a true believer? Is my iman sincere? Is it true or is it just a claim? There's many ways we can do this. Many ways. One of the ways, one of the ways is this verse. Ask yourself the question, how much of the sunnah do I follow? How much do I love to implement the sunnah? How much do I love to be like the Prophet ﷺ? In fact, how much of the sunnah do I know? How much of the sunnah have I studied? How much of the sunnah have I actually learned before I can implement it? These are the questions we as Muslims must ask ourselves. Because Islam is not just about my name is Muhammad and my name is Khadija and I wear a thawb and I come to Jumu'ah or I have a hijab or I have a beard. That's not enough. That's not Islam. That's part of Islam, yes. Those are aspects of Islam, yes. But Iman must also be refreshed. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Jaddidu imanakum. Renew your iman. Iman, you have, to, you have to refresh. And your computer said that you need to please refresh. Just to give it a, a wake up. The same with your iman. The same with your heart. Sometimes it needs a reboot. So we need to sit and ask ourselves difficult questions. Where am I heading? Where am I going? How's my habits looking? How much salah am I in the masjid for? How much Qur'an have I recited today and yesterday? And tomorrow what's my aim? And so forth. Difficult questions but we have to ask it. And the shaitan will come and say, Tomorrow, next year, next week, 
is another opportunity. You can put it off. And this is the, the job and the role of the shaitan. This is the role of the shaitan. He comes from the other angle. But we have to be aware. We have to realize the shaitan is there. We have to be on guard against the shaitan. إِنَّ الشَّيْطَانَ لَكُمْ عَدُوٌ فَاتَّخِذُهُ عَدُوًا Allah Azza wa Jal, He says, Indeed, the shaitan is an enemy of yours. He's an enemy, so take him and treat him like an enemy. And ponder this part of the verse. We all know he's our enemy. We all know he's there. We all know we get the waswasa. We all know the fitna that's all around us. But you are supposed to take him and treat him like an enemy. Before you go to sleep at night, you make sure your house is secure. Because you know there are people and elements out there that may come. Come try to steal, break in, do whatever they can. Harm you, harm your family. We take our precautions. We take our precautions. And rightfully so. We should be taking precaution. But know that the shaitan is also there. And he also needs to be taken care of. In the sense that we take precaution against him as well. Against all of his ideas and his waswasa and all of the fitna around us. And this is where taqwa comes into play. Because taqwa is that protection. Taqwa is that shield that you put up between yourself and the shaitan. This is where our taqwa comes into play. Subhanallah. Coming back to the verse. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهِ That if you truly love Allah, then follow me. Then follow me. And we said it's important for us, each and one of us, that we ask ourselves these questions. How much of the sunnah am I following? And how much of the sunnah have I made an effort to go and learn? Because to learn the sunnah, if following the sunnah in a general sense is fard, then to learn the sunnah is also fard. To learn the sunnah is also fard. And from this we are learning important lessons that we do not belittle the sunnah. And we should never say it's just the sunnah. We should never ever belittle the sunnah because it deserves more respect. A believer has respect and love for the sunnah. He loves the sunnah. And so he loves to follow the sunnah. And he loves to see his brothers following the sunnah. And his sisters following the sunnah. And this is a sign that he loves Allah. Because Allah connected the two. Allah connected the two. He said, if you love Allah, follow the sunnah. If you love Allah, follow me. Ay, meaning follow Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And Allah will love you in return. Yuhbibakumullah. So to earn the love of Allah, firstly to prove our love is true, because lip service is easy, we can all claim we love Allah. And in yes, we all have, definitely as a Muslim, we all have love for Allah. If you have no love for Allah, you are not a Muslim. So we all have love, but our love differs. The pious amongst us, they are ahead of us. We need to catch them. We need to catch them. And how do we do this? We need to learn, number one, study the deen of Allah. Study the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And secondly, follow the sunnah. 
make the sunnah more important in your life. Give it its due right and its haq that it deserves. Because following it is compulsory. وَمَا آتَاكُمُ الرَّسُولُ فَخُذُوهُ وَمَا نَهَاكُمْ عَنْهُ فَانْتَهُوا As Allah said, whatever the messenger comes to you with, whatever he brings you, take hold of it. Take it. And whatever he forbids you from, stay away from it. Whatever he prevents you from, he says something is haram, you stay away from it. He says don't do the following, you stay away from it. This is the instruction of Allah. Whoever obeys the messenger has obeyed Allah. Whoever obeys the messenger has directly obeyed Allah. The two are connected. Following Allah, following the messenger, obeying Allah, obeying the messenger, loving Allah, loving the messenger, they are connected to each other. And this is our shahada. That's why we have two shahadas. Shahadatayn. When we confess our Islam, we say, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. There's two kalimas. The kalima is two. The first part is, there's none worthy of worship except Allah. This is number one, that we worship none but Allah. But now the question is, how do we worship Allah? How do we worship Allah? Worship is something but we need to know how to worship Allah. And this is why Allah sent messengers. To teach us how to worship Him. To teach us the deen. So we say, وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ And we bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. This is connected, the two are connected. Hence we need the messenger to reach Allah. In which sense, how do we worship Allah? The Prophet comes and he teaches us. And he said in the hadith, take your rituals from me. Pray the way you you see me praying. When you make salah, you make salah the way he made salah. When you make hajj, you must make hajj the way he made hajj. When you worship Allah, you need to learn that worship from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If it's not from him, then we have a problem. If it's not taught by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then we have a problem. So our two kalimas teach us how do we reach Allah. Number one is, it must be with Tawheedullah. That that worship is done directly to Allah azza wa jal alone. That he is the only one that we worship. That we do not worship anything besides him or alongside him. So when we make dua, for example, our dua is to Allah Azza wa Jal alone. That we do not call upon other than Allah. That when we make dua and we supplicate and we seek help and assistance and rain and, and savior and rescue, we say, Ya Allah. And we do not direct that to other than Allah. We call upon Allah directly and Allah alone. That's what La ilaha illallah means. Because the opposite of this is the opposite of Tawheed. Which is where we fall into shirk with Allah Azza wa Jal. So the moment a person says, Ya Badawi, Ya Abdul Qadir Jilani, 
Ya Fulan and Ya Illan. And he's calling upon other people, other saints, other scholars, other... Call them what title you like. They are not Allah. And they are not worthy of the worship of Allah. Because they are created beings. And they themselves are in need of Allah. They themselves are in need of the mercy and the savior of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As Allah says, In tad'uhum la yasma'u du'a'akum. If you were to call upon them, if you called upon them, you made du'a to other than Allah, la yasma'u. They, they do not hear your du'a. They cannot hear your du'a. Walau sami'u, even if they heard it. So Allah says, He's giving us an example. Let's say, for example, they heard your dua, Mastajabu lakum. Allah says they would never ever be able to respond to you. So even if they could potentially hear, they wouldn't respond to you. Wayoma al qiyamah, on the day of qiyamah, yakfuruna bi shirkikum. On that day, whoever you called upon besides Allah will come and he will reject your shirk. This is the word of Allah. Allah says they will deny and reject your shirk. Which proves that to call upon other than Allah is shirk. It is shirk. And logically it makes sense to us. Logically it makes sense. How can we direct an act of worship which is dua? Dua is worship as hadith. The Prophet said dua is worship. The moment that dua is directed to other than Allah, we have done an act of worship to other than Allah. Which is major shirk. The second part of the kalima is وَأَشْهَدُ أَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ As we said, which is where we testify that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the messenger of Allah. And as we said, why do we need the Prophet? We don't worship him. To worship Rasulullah is also shirk. He is Sayyidul Khalq, the best of creation. He is the most pure of Allah's creation. And he has so much virtue and so much status. We can talk about his status whole year, inshallah. But is he worthy of worship? Is he as great as he is? As pure as he is, as a creation, he is not the creator. He is not the creator. And he is the one who came and taught us the perfection of Tawheed, which is that we worship Allah alone. Which is that we worship Allah alone and not even the messengers. Because they too are created beings. So what's the purpose of the messenger? He is there to teach us how to worship Allah. He is there to teach us how to worship Allah. So we said, number one, that worship must be for the sake of Allah alone. But number two is, if you truly love Allah, follow me. Follow the Prophet And that means, when you worship Allah, that worship must be in accordance to the teachings of the Prophet For if it is not from the teachings of the Prophet then that means it's not from the sunnah. And if it's not part of the sunnah, then what is it? 
And this is where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa status or his statements come in where he teaches us man ahdatha fi amrina hadha ma laysa minhu fa huwa rad. In Sahih al-Bukhari he said whoever innovates anything into this religion of ours that which is not from it then that action is rejected. That action will never be accepted. And in Sahih Muslim he said man amila amalan laysa alayhi amruna fa huwa rad. Whoever does any act of worship, amila amalan, and this is a general statement, any act of worship that is not from our actions, that is not from the actions of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, or in accordance with his actions, which means that action is rejected. It's not accepted. It will not be accepted. These are agreed upon ahadith. Not weak hadith, agreed Bukhari and Muslim. If Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, this act of worship is not accepted, can there be any benefit in it? If he says it's rejected, it's ghair maqbul, it's not going to be accepted, can there be benefit in it? Can there be reward in it? There's no reward in it. And so the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, وَشَرَّ الْأُمُورِ مُحْدَثَاتُهَا وَكُلَّ مُحْدَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ That the most evil of affairs are the newly invented affairs. Meaning, affairs, matters, ibadat, beliefs that have been brought into the religion. That is not from the Qur'an or from the Sunnah. They have been imported into the religion. These are the most evil of affairs. And every newly invented affair into the deen is what we call a bid'ah. This is what is called a bid'ah. وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ And every bid'ah is misguidance. وَكُلَّ ضَلَالَةٍ فِي النَّارِ And every misguidance will lead you to the hellfire. These are the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he is teaching us important principles that if we love Allah, we must follow the sunnah. We cannot worship Allah in any way. To worship Allah in a way that we feel is good is not enough. To worship Allah in ways that we feel or is culturally accepted, but it's not from the Quran and sunnah, it's not accepted. Because culture is not what the Sharia defines acceptance in the Sharia. Culture is not what defines acceptance in the Sharia. We have the Quran and we have the Sunnah. And we believe. As Allah said, on this day, I have completed the religion for you. And perfected my favor upon you. And I am pleased with Islam as a religion for you. If something is complete and perfect, we all know it cannot be changed. And it cannot be added to. It's perfect and pristine as it is. Don't try and change it. Don't try and add to it. Adding to something that is not yours. Adding to something that you don't own. Not even a piece of it. Doesn't belong to you. How can you change it? Who does it belong to? 
Who does this deen belong to? Hada deenullah. This is the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the deen of Allah. We should have respect for the deen. And revere the deen enough to know this is what the deen says, I submit. I submit. Because that's the description of the mu'minun. What did Allah say in Surah Nur? إِنَّمَا كَانَ قَوْلَ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ أو قَوْلَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ إِذَا دُعُوا إِلَى اللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ لِيَحْكُمَ بَيْنَهُمْ أَيْ يَقُولُوا سَمِعْنَا وَأَطَعْنَا فَأُولَٰئِكَ هُمُ الْمُفْلِحُونَ Allah said, the statement of the believers when they are called to the Quran and the Sunnah or when they are called to, to be judged by Allah and the Messenger the only thing they say Allah said they have one response the believers have one response Yaqulu, they say, Samirna wa ata'na. We've heard and we obey. We've heard the instruction, we obey the instruction. We've heard the prohibition, we obey and we'll stay away. If we are weak, we fall into sin, we make tawbah. But we have no right to change the deen of Allah. We have no right to dispute and add and change the deen of Allah. And this is why the Prophet said, Washarra al umur. It's the most evil of affairs. So don't think it's something small when we... It's good in it. It's good in it. It's something good. And we start to justify innovations. Rasulullah said it's the most evil of affairs. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said it's the most evil of affairs. So how can they be good in it? How can they be khair in it? So if we love Allah and we love the Prophet, then we need to prove it. And that's what the ayah is telling us. قُلْ إِن كُنْتُمْ تُحِبُّونَ اللَّهِ فَاتَّبِعُونِي Follow me. Follow the sunnah if you truly love Allah. And in return, يُحْبِبَكُمُ اللَّهِ Allah will love you. وَيَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ ذُنُوبَكُمْ And he will forgive your sins. وَاللَّهُ غَفُورٌ رَحِيمٌ for he is oft forgiving and the most merciful. So our, our formula is very simple. In Islam, our formula is very simple. What does Allah say in the Quran? We follow and we obey. What does the Prophet ﷺ teach us in the Sunnah? We follow and we obey. Can we go astray after this? Can we possibly go wrong if I know what I'm doing is exactly the way the Prophet did it? Is there any way? And this is why the Prophet said, I leave behind me two things. If you hold on to these two things, you will never go astray after me. You will never go astray after me. Kitabullah wa sunnati. The book of Allah and my sunnah. If we can hold on to this, we are guaranteed safety insha'Allah ta'ala. We are guaranteed safety, insha'Allah ta'ala. In at least in that which we can control. In at least that which we can control. Meaning, how are we going to worship Allah? How are we going to do certain things? These are the things we can control, so we stick to that. And we follow that. After this, we stay out of the gray areas. We stay out of those ikhtilafi issues. Some say it's bid'ah, some say, no, it's okay. Stay away from it. Stay away. Khair, the Prophet didn't do it, Sahaba didn't do it. Do I have to do it? Can it possibly be fault upon me? Can never ever be fault. Can it be sunnah? It can't be sunnah if they didn't do it. So let's rather stay away. 
because the Prophet warned, if I do that, my deeds are not accepted. If I do that, I'm falling into evil. And there's many, many, many other ahadith that warn about bid'ah and innovations. And for this reason we say, keep your deen simple. But learn your deen. Learn the sunnah. Learn the Qur'an. And then hold fast unto the Qur'an. And the sunnah of the Prophet And this is how we save ourselves in this dunya. And inshallah in the akhirah as well. Wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik. Shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk.